<laughs> Do you know who his favorite philosopher is? It was not on his Wikipedia page, nor any subsequent pages, so I don't know. <laughs> Mike Tyson. Oh, He's nice. got the best quote of all time. It is. Of all time. What is it? Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. <laughs> oh, that is a spectacular <laughs> quote. It's great advice. It's, it's true, though. Like, it, it, you can... You can all the best laid plans. As soon as something happens, it's out the window, and you're going to have to start tap dancing. And mm-hmm. as long as you go, like you obviously want a plan, but you got to understand that it's kind of a loose guideline, not a hard and fast. This is what needs to happen. On this week's episode of the Selling Podcast, we have an ex baseball player. He's a major league pitcher, and he's gone to do medical sales. And so we are going to drill him with all the tough questions. Actually, we're probably going to talk about how to change your frame of mind. When something doesn't go right, how do you change? All right, we're recording. With over 50 years and millions of worldwide traveled miles between the two of us, we have tasted defeat and relished in sweet, sweet victory. Looking for inspirational entertainment, motivation, and practical insights to drive your business? Welcome to The Selling Podcast. And how do you not dwell on the past? Mike? Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Don't worry. It'll, it'll all be edited out. <laughs> I think it shouldn't be edited out. Fun this way. It'll make sense. Mike, thank you so much for being here. Oh, we re- oh let's at least give your name. On this week's episode, we have Mike Crotta. Mike, welcome to the Selling Podcast. Thanks for having me. Now, that was probably the toughest intro that I've done. I mean, t- it typically takes Let's just three leave times. That. We're done here, right? But the- We're good. <laughs> exactly. You can hang I'm, up now. I'm just going to loop that over and over until about, you know, five, ten minutes worth. Mike, so, no, Mike, thanks so much. We really appreciate it. Yeah. So, Mike, you did a ton of interviews during your career, right? I did. Did you ever do anything that was this loosey-goosey? I had to give an interview in Japanese, and I'm still not 100% confident in what it was that I said. So, Were you speaking Japanese? Kind of, maybe. My interpreter was giving me the thumbs up like I was doing it right, but like I said, I have no idea what actually came out of my mouth. So are you fluent in Japanese? Or Absolutely is this... not. Oh, so you, so you just memorized a couple key phrases? Yeah, I memorized like a 10-second like a little blurb that I was going to say. And please don't ask me to repeat it because this was seven years ago. On this week's episode of the Selling Podcast, <laughs> we interview Mike We're Crotta in Japanese. Japanese. <laughs> uh, be I, awesome. I, I should have started there. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, so what are you, the Japanese um, just translation in baseball right now is a super hot topic. Let's mm-hmm. jump into politics of baseball. What are your thoughts about having a translator? It's a godsend. It was, you know, it was something that I, working up my way up, in the U.S., obviously the lower levels, I, there were some teams where I was 60% Spanish speaking and I don't speak great Spanish. And it was really tough when the coaches were all English speaking guys and you could definitely see people getting getting pushed to the wayside because they just didn't understand what was being said. And I mean, right, wrong or indifferent, that's the way it was. And, yeah. you know, we would try to help each other out, but it's, you know, I know a little bit. He knows a little bit. We try to, you know, keep people from falling behind. But at the end of the day, I think it's, I mean, it's only fair. Like, you're not going to go into a business meeting overseas and not have somebody that completely understands what's going on, you know? Well, and this was, I get, I get passionate about this because doing, having done international business, 
I went to many places where, yes, I needed a translator. I couldn't be expected to learn Malay. I couldn't be expected no. to learn all these different languages. I mean, I went to India. I mean, I can't memorize all of those different dialects. Languages. Yeah, it's, no. it's not going to happen. And no. so, yeah, having a translator, I think it's absolutely fair. And so when I go into my sales calls now, I ask to have a translator. I mean, granted, Even, it's, yeah. I mean, it's all in English, but still having somebody who could translate my thoughts. Somebody that can clean up what you're trying to say. Like, exactly. what do you meant to say? <laughs> a little, little, little more tactfully. Yeah. So, Mike, you're, you're also 6'5", right? No. What are you? I'm 6'8". Six, 6'8"? Six, eight. Six, eight? Yeah. Uh, that just adds more. more. <laughs> so you stood out a little bit then in Japan. No, giant white guy in Japan? No. <laughs> Not at all. So how is that during the interviews and the communication when they have to hold the microphone up over their head and Well, this was pre-COVID, so there was no like 6-foot rule, so they were just all up in there. It was not that wasn't really a, an issue. Um my interpreter was actually a decently tall. He's actually the interpreter for Otani with the Angels. Okay. I played with Otani for 2 years too, so. All right. Pretty cool. Yeah. Very cool. So the other thing I wanted, to, and Scott, be ready on the edit button here. We talked a little while ago about communication mm-hmm. and the importance of communication. And you mm-hmm. told me a story about one of your teammates that had a really bad stutter, except <laughs> in certain circumstances. And I want to make sure that you can actually tell that story and it won't offend anybody or because there's a couple of things in there that were I thought were hysterical. Oh, it's a great, it's a great story. So it's guys from Saskatchewan, Canada. So I don't know if you know where that is. It's basically the North Pole. Um, <laughs> he, awesome dude. Fantastic guy. I went up the levels with him. Really, really bad stutter. Like, just one of those things. Like, just not like the little, t- like, it was, it get bad. But he could talk normal when he was talking to women, which worked out really well for him. And when he did moose ears. And we're on, this is, is this a video podcast? No, or? there'd be no video. Okay. So. What we called it was moose ears. It was basically he put his thumbs on his temples and he did this. And he <laughs> from Canada, so it was moose ears. So we're playing. I don't remember where we're playing, but it's a big situation. He comes in, bases loaded, nobody out, and the pitching coach comes out to talk to him. And it's you know low level minors. There's like 500 people in the stands, right? And everybody can hear everything that's going on, and you can see him. He's going into full bone, full blown, like you know we're stuttering like full body like nothing's getting out and I'll clean it up but <laughs> you know is that molly like, moose ears molly we don't got all day man we got to <laughs> and puts his glove down on the mound moose they they have their conversation of what they need to do and they get out and he ends up getting out of the inning but it was just one of those where <laughs> the like, pitching coach comes in and says moose ears yeah there was a couple words before that <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, because we knew, like, you know, you only get so much time. And obviously, mm-hmm. the, like, everybody kind of knew what was going on. So he would get a little more time. But at this, but you know, we're not so getting, the, we don't get paid overtime. So let's, <laughs> let's just kind of get this, get this going. So I have this, <clears throat> I have this image in my head of the pitching coach in something like Bull Durham, jogging out with exactly. his hands in his pockets. Okay, he jogs out and yells something at the pitcher. The pitcher has to drop his glove. And then the pitcher himself actually does the moose antlers <laughs> so he can talk and i'm thinking if i'm sitting in the stands and i'm watching this i would be so confused because i'm thinking it's not a signal going in or anything what he's making fun of the coach what's going on 
No, well, and right. And <laughs> so baseball is a little bit different than the other sport. Like we hung out with the other, it's like when they were in town, like we would all go out, we'd all hang out. So like we, we all knew each really? other. We had, Oh yeah. No, we, cause guys would get traded. We'd play in college or in summer ball and, and all this stuff. So mm-hmm. we were all pretty good friends. So everybody on the field knew exactly what was going on. Other team, our team, like, Everybody knew what was going on. So everybody on the field is just losing it laughing. Like the, the guy, the, the runner of second base has his, has his helmet over his face. Like, but yeah, if, if you don't know what's going on, then you have no idea what's going on. So yeah. what was the conversation afterwards? As far as what? As, as, no, no, no. As far as what was the conversation that night? After when the game. To dinner? Yeah, exactly. After the game. Oh, it was fantastic. Like, obviously, we had to reenact it in the bar. to do. But I mean, the, the conversation is pretty simple. I mean, it, you go out there for when a pitcher pitching coach comes out, there's not any actual like strategic talk. It's you got to slow down. You got to, you know, don't don't let anything get, you know, get away from you. You got to focus on what you're trying to accomplish. And don't let kind of what happened, you know, before affect you now. Because pitching coaches don't come out when you're doing good. You don't need you don't need the help. It, it's usually when when it hit the fan a little bit, and we need to make sure that you know we don't go tumbling all the way down the mountain. So how so do you, Mike? I think we're going the same way. How do you mentally go after? I mean, how do you mentally throw after that? I mean, I if somebody came out here and said, "Hey, listen, you need to do this, 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 and this." It's like, okay, that's great. If I knew that, I would be doing that already. I mean, this is, I mean, how do you, well, how do you, and that how kind do you... of goes back to it. It's like, you can't, you're, you're in, you're in it. Like you, the, now's not the time to formulate a plan. Like you need to, to figure out what you like. If you're figuring out a plan, then you're, you're about three hours too late. You know, mm-hmm. you don't, you don't walk into a sales call and just wing it. You don't, you don't, you know, there's a runner on second and somebody's up. If you don't know what your plan is, you're 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 not going to. It's too late. It's it's way too late. So, so I, go ahead. Yeah, I like that, Mike. Because I thought, do you have a mechanism when the pitching coach came out to talk to you? You knew already what he was going to say, right? Yeah. Well, and again, I mean, it was a family show, so I can't. It is a family exactly show. Exactly what is said, but it was always something completely off base of what was going on, right? It was never like, oh man, that's the winning run at third. Of course, I know it's the winning run. It's like I, I, I know that like <laughs> you know? It, it was never like it was never to point out what was going on. It was always something like, you know, hey, you, buses t- bus tomorrow's at four. Like it just completely throws off whatever you thought was going to happen, so you can kind of reset and, and attack what you're doing with a, with a fresh frame of mind. Um, yeah, just just to kind of reset the. Yeah, just the reset the mechanism. Process. Just like, all right, you know, we, we can't do anything about what just happened. What can we do here going forward that'll give us the best opportunity to succeed? So really, I only have two questions for you, basically. Mm-hmm. One, did you wear a garter belt? And two, can you breathe through your I eyelids? Do. Only my right. Only my right. <laughs> Scott's well, no. con- he's confused. Scott's confused. I, I, so I You've am, never I, seen Bull Durham? No. And no. I'm I'm not a I'm not a huge baseball. I mean I'm so sorry. I America's pastime. I'm not. Uh, Scott's yeah. also communist. That happens. <laughs> so I'm gonna edit all the. I'm gonna edit all of you out. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be three minutes of just a monologue. <laughs> okay, but so as we talk about preparing for this, I did watch the other day. 
um, I think it was somebody from the Blue Jays picked up a playing a, a card of it was it was the detailed map of how they're going to throw to people. Yeah, I don't like that. At, at home as he was slid it, sliding in. Yeah. Okay, first off, what is it? Because somebody not knowing baseball, I'm really curious what it is, how it's formulated, and and then is this was this bad? What happened? So the cheat sheets was a little bit after my time. We had to memorize it. Mm-hmm. We had to have an idea. Like I had a notebook in in the dugout, and this is more when I was a starter, when I was going to be facing guys, you know, two, three, four times mm-hmm. in, in the game. You would go in, me and the catcher would sit down, like, all right, this is what happened in the inning. You know, this is what I saw. This is what he saw. You know, this is how we want to attack him next time up. Here's the next three guys that are coming up. What are their tendencies? What do we do? And Mike, we've talked about this. I, I would mm-hmm. get a novel on everybody. And it was up to us to decipher what was the important information to me, what was, you know, the actionable information, and what was, you know, I'm not going to call it fluff, but you know, I think the analogy I used with you, Mike, was, you know, oh, this guy can't hit a left-handed curveball. Perfect. I'm right-handed. That does mean no good. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to mm-hmm. spend my time thinking about that. Or but, practicing to throw a left-handed curveball. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, which, which, and once again, which is obvious. However, I've made that mistake so many times in my sales journey where it's like, oh, I know I can't do that, but I should really practice just to try. It's no. like, that's, that, that's the biggest waste of my time. Right. And, yep. and that's the the whole thing. Like you can't be good at everything. And the people that say they want to be good at anything are not good at anything. You know, like mm-hmm. you find find what you're good at, and and drive that home. Like obviously everybody's got things that they need to improve upon, but there's a big difference between saying I'm going to get better at something and I'm going to get really good at something because there's not a lot of people that are really good at a lot of things. Can be either an inch deep and a mile wide, or a mile deep and an inch yeah. wide. But, and it's something, you know, and Mike, we've talked about this again, where like an obsessive amount of information is not always the best tool. Like you don't need a lot of stuff to to do what you're trying to do. Have a very basic goal and go get it. And whatever information that I think is important to do that and whatever Mike thinks is important, it might not be the same information. But if we but you're the, the guy on the mound. Right. Because it, it, it doesn't. It, you got to you got to shape the information to what you want to use it for. That's and that's one thing we talked about have, having that game plan going in. We talked about situational uh, contingencies. Mm-hmm. If someone reaches first base and that wasn't the plan, you thought he's going to be an easy pop up. There's got to be a contingency. Well, the plan is to have no one reach base. Oh, that's that's, that's not the a, ultimate that's not goal, right? Goal. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you haven't thrown the perfect game. No, we actually threw a no hitter and lost, but that's a different story. <laughs> yeah. So, how do you do yeah, it? Mike? How do you... I one day maybe we'll put some some comment in there about that one. How do you throw a no hitter and lose? Three. One to nothing. <laughs> oh, actually, six to nothing. Um, errors, errors, and oh, a couple okay. walks. Got it. Got it. Got it. Scott, I'll ask. I'll ask you the trivia question sometime. There are five ways that a base runner can reach first base at least five ways can reach first base without it being scored as a hit. And I'll ask you that off the air. I'll give you time to think about it. <laughs> think, think about it, AKA Google it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So because I might've edited it out, which I, hopefully I kept it in the beginning. You have one of your favorite quotes is what? 
because I think that goat dovetails in exactly what we're talking about. It does, and that's why it's my favorite quote. It's uh, Mike Tyson. I don't remember what fight it was, but he said, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And, I mean, it's it's shallow and deep at the same time. <laughs> it depends on, on how you want to take it. It's, you know, it, it's kind of like just kind of how you base everything. It's I have an idea of what I want to do, but I am fully aware that as soon as I step foot in the ring, on the mound, in the office, something's going to change. And if I can't deviate from my plan, I'm not going to be successful. So how do you know how to deviate from that plan? Like you had your notes in the dugout, you go up on the mound, you're throwing, something happens, you know, let's, a, a, somebody gets on base or hits, hits a hit. It's, you know, you weren't expecting, obviously. Um, what do you, how do you, how do you mentally recover from that? I'd be terrified that the, coach is going to come out every single pitch it's a it's a confidence thing like are, are you do you walk into a sales pitch terrified it's not going to work i mean if you do then you're probably not a very good salesman it keeps getting deeper and deeper in the hole to the quick but no it's no that is absolutely true it's something like people will, will talk about oh man i can't imagine bases loaded whatever it's like but i did it my whole like i did in my whole, I can't imagine running a PowerPoint. I don't know how to use a PowerPoint. Like that would terrify the crap out of me. Like, I don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that it's hard, Mike, for you to, to put that stuff together? No, because you've been doing it. Same thing. Like, oh my gosh, look at all the pressures. It, no, it's what I trained to do. Yeah. And, and I, I like the idea of sticking with what you're really good at. And obviously you did to the, to the extreme. You reached the highest possible level in the professional leagues. And I I like that. And I asked you one time, what was your best pitch? It was fastball. Sinker. Fastball. Yeah. Okay. And you threw it at 100 plus. Mm-hmm. You're 6'8". Mm-hmm. By the time you let go of the ball, you're basically eight feet from the <laughs> right. hitter. So <clears throat> the chances of hitting, you know, if you pitched against me, if I start in your windup, if I start my swing, if you threw enough pitches, eventually I could foul one off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What? Well, so, so here's the thing. Wait, 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 wait. I is that even true? Not a chance, right? I mean, you unless Mike, unless you're throwing it at Mike's bat, no, <laughs> your chance Mike's going to get one off you. It, it's a non-zero chance, right? Uh-huh. But it, it goes back, like you know, sometimes you, you got to go. With, we've talked about this kind of in depth. Mike is like, I'm going to go in with my best stuff. Yeah, it, and if I get beat with my best stuff, then tip the hat, and that's what happens. You know, I'm not going to go into something like, oh, the winning runs at third. This is a great time to, to work on the changeup that I started trying to figure <laughs> out two weeks ago. <laughs> like there's a time and a place to perfect your craft. And it's usually not in big situations. It's usually somewhere else. And we've, we talked about that, Scott, when we talk about as you go through learning and training, then you're going to practice your craft on some of the smaller accounts. And get some feedback from them. But Mike, not Mike, when you're in front of the big systems. That's the right. time to go with your, your best yeah. pitch. Well, like see, I've had this. Googled it, Googling it, like in the parking lot <laughs> on the way in. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, but I've had this conversation with many people. Just in, in my recent change, people have asked, hey, hey, Scott, where are you starting? I said, well, friends and family, of course. They said, ooh, doesn't that make you nervous? It's like, no. Like, I would rather talk to friends and family and practice with them before I go talk to other people. 
mm-hmm. because that's that's my safe place. Right. And so yeah, I'm gonna figure it out there before I go talk to my you know the larger system, the larger person. Right. Like yeah, there is a time and a place to figure it out. I, that's such a great great ad and throwing a change up practice <laughs> bases loaded. I love that 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 visual. That's awesome. The other thing I want to talk about, Mike, is how do you adjust? How do you forget the pitch you just threw and then focus on the next? I know you've got the binder, you've got the the novel on each hitter. Do you revert back to that, or is it just instinct? This is what I'm throwing next. Uh, I don't think instinct is the right word because the more you do something, more instinct you have. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's like that. You know, better be lucky than good. But the people that work really hard tend to be lucky a lot. Yeah, you know, it's not the people that that chalk stuff up to instinct and luck are there's I mean, is there luck 100 percent? But, you know, the the instinct and the luck thing is years of practice and understanding of what usually will work in a situation. Um, as far as, you know, flushing the bad, it, it's goldfish mentality. You got 20 seconds, right? Once it, you can you can be pissed about it for 20 seconds and then we're done. You can't let what has happened and you can't change affect what you can change. And it's really as simple as that. Like, am I pissed? You know, I didn't get the sale or did whatever. Yeah, sure. But if I'm still pissed and I'm going into the next office, chances are it's not going to go well there either. And then it's just going to snowball into just, Hey, I had a really bad day or it's all right. I got to know, or this fell through that fell through. Okay. But the next crew doesn't need to know that. The next crew doesn't need to know that I just got a door slammed in my face. They don't like, and if they pick that up, then I'm going to get another door slammed in my face. If I'm going door to door though, I have multiple minutes where you're on the mound. You have seconds. How do you do that in seconds? How do you mentally shift from, Oh, that was horrible to Okay. I got this. It's a, it's a reset button. It's, it depends, you know, the more comfortable you are doing it, the less time you need. Um, you know, mine was always I'd I'd pick a banner on the wall. You know, obviously I'm looking that way because something mm-hmm. didn't go right. But I'm like, oh, it's Bob's tire mart. Like there it is. Well, I wonder what Bob's doing right now. And then get back into doing what whatever it was I was trying I to. I like do. that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's that's an interesting approach, and because it takes you away from the situation that you're currently in. You have to. You have yeah. to get. You have to step away. Good, bad, or indifferent. If you don't remove yourself from what you're doing, then you're you're still in it. You have to find yeah. a way to f- do something. Is the opposite true? Let's just say you you threw three past uh, the best hitter in the league. Does that add to the confidence, or you just hit the same reset button to same come up against button. the next guy? Same reset button because it doesn't matter what I did. Interesting. Right? Same. I mean, same thing. Like you just closed a million dollar deal. That's awesome. But the next place you go doesn't care. They really it does. Don't care. It does help your confidence, though, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. But confidence and and what you're doing is not is not the same thing. You you got to have the confidence, no matter if you you know fail or succeed. But you need to take it to the next take it to the next stop. I love looking at this Bob's Tire banner because what really stands out here is is you've set this up and the, the banner's at a place where you know as you're walking back, you're looking, thinking what just happened and you're seeing the banner. I think for me, unfortunately, where I've struggled many times is where I've 
I've set up that, hey, here's the reset, but the reset's not in an area of disappointment. My reset typically when I'm feeling good, it's like, oh, hey, cool. I need to, I need to come back to this thought, this picture right here, but it's facing a, a victory way, not a, hey, when I'm defeated or when something's happened, I'm facing this way. Here's the banner. Here's what I need to look at to be able to create that, re- that reset. That's, that's a fantastic view if we can do that before we actually get there. That's, I, I really like that. And I don't well, think that I, made I, sense to anybody else but myself, but I loved it. Well, I, I, <laughs> I don't think you can have a positive and a negative reset. You have to have mm-hmm. a reset, whatever, whatever that is. If, if something's going awesome, awesome. But if, if you have two different things, then you're going to have two different mentalities coming out of your reset. And then. <laughs> so where did you find that encouragement? Was the, the, the coach coming out probably not super encouraging? No. Just, hey, no. just pull it together take five more seconds to help create that reset was a catcher a lot more expletives in between (laughs) (laughs) was was the catcher helpful or supportive or any of the you know the infield were any of them you cheering that helps you should get honorary degrees in psychology for what they have to what they have to deal with um but no it's you can't rely on people for motivation you can't rely on people for everything like you have to be able to internalize a lot of this stuff you have to be able to not look elsewhere for assistance not saying that i never like reached out to anybody but you know 90 percent of the stuff i knew i could i could have the internal monologue and i could be good to go you know but obviously the coach is there for a reason the catcher is there for a reason we all we're all pulling in the same direction but if I need to go to the pitching coach or I need to go to the catcher every time that I have a little something, nothing gets done. And then that, that creates doubt in their minds because, like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Like, he, he has to come to me every single time something happens. Like, I'm not building any faith with my teammates. Then I'm, I'm that guy that needs to be coddled. I'm the guy that needs, like, and, and it just brings everybody down. No one wants to deal with you. All right. But if you're the guy that's like, I got, like, I got this. Like, so what? It didn't work this time. It's going to work next time. And those are the people that people are drawn to. But wait, there's more. Well, (laughs) next week. We'll continue next week and talk to Mike Crotta about how to mentally shift when things are not going your way. It's such a pleasure talking to Mike. He is an absolute delight. And we had such a great time recording this. And you'll hear more next week. Come along and join us. Thanks for listening to The Selling Podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe, share, and invite other people to come listen to this fun. Thanks so much. See ya.